0: Thank uh-huh. you. of seeing reddit where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that topic for about an hour i'm matt
1: heron it's a me jeff kowalski
2: <laughs> i'm louisa heron
0: i think you did that one last week jeff did i i think so huh oh well you've
1: been you, you've gotten mario on the brain <laughs> i be- i haven't even played it in the past week
2: well, it's 2015, just in the zeitge- Zeitgeist. huh? Two thousand fifteen was the year of Luigi, is that right? Was it twenty fifteen? It was that was earlier
1: than that. It was yeah. like a fiscal year. It started in March and then like ended the next March. It was not just one year.
0: What a lot of people don't know about Luigi is that he's a CPA.
2: <laughs> it My was, point is has it been Year of Mario yet? Because maybe this
1: is Year of Mario. They don't have that. They don't. They don't need to focus on Mario. Yeah, everyone Why is there it. a White History Month? Also. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
2: laughs> but more accurately, it could be Year of Mario now.
1: It's I guess it could. Year of Waluigi. That's what I want. Fuck! <laughs> I wish
2: that we had that. 2016 was that, and we didn't know until it was <laughs> <Yeah>. done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Nintendo didn't well, realize, so they didn't release any <laughs> games with him in it.
0: <laughs> what if every year is the year of some character, and then that character gets to decide what happens with them? And like mm-hmm. the reason that we're Year of Luigi was all about making games is because he's so jealous of Mario, and he just wanted to be like Mario. But like the Year of Waluigi came and went because all he wanted to do was like I don't know, masturbate in a closet
2: somewhere. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It he... To be just games related, I feel like he um, started the world down the path of destruction and he's like oh, I going yeah. to do this and oh, not bring he's out any bot. take
1: that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly it Waluigi uh, is a contributor, contributor on r slash alt right
0: yep <laughs> is it possible that Vladimir Putin is wa- Wario no
1: why? Wow, that was a really quick answer. Do you have inside info here? Mm,
2: Wario.
0: He said no, he wasn't, and Louisa right... believes him. Yeah, exactly.
2: I have infiltrated this podcast, <laughs> guys. Russia has done nothing wrong. We need to talk about this.
1: <laughs> if any Russian leader is Wario, it's definitely Joseph Stalin. Look at that mustache.
0: Okay, and all those war yes, crimes. <laughs>
1: He's got war in his name, Wario, and uh, loves to do war on people, Joseph Stalin. It's perfect.
2: Does this mean that somewhere in the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, Wario's dead but perfectly preserved body is lying in state somewhere?
1: But,
0: yeah, Man, that would be great. If they didn't... Okay, I, obviously Nintendo will never do this, but also if there was one video game company that might do this, it's Nintendo. If they made a Mario... If they didn't make any Mario games for, like, five years and then they made one that was post-apocalyptic of, like, the Mushroom Kingdom is just in ruins and everyone is dead and they don't explain why, that would be fucking incredible. <laughs>
2: They kind of did that with the ruined kingdom in the game, didn't they? Uh, but that's
0: not the Mushroom Kingdom.
2: No, but it's a weird, and even the description on the map is like, uh, nobody knows about this weird destroyed kingdom.
0: Pretty is that is Is that ruined kingdom supposed to be a reference to another game that I don't know? It seems like it might be.
1: Uh, it seems extremely Castlevania, like it's like it's,
2: got it's bats.
1: It seems like it's straight up a segment of Dark Souls that someone modded into the game. See, I
0: felt like... We're talking about the one with the lightning dragon? Yeah. It, I felt like maybe it was supposed to be make us think of The Legend of Zelda?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It,
2: I The architecture is wrong. In what way? It's very uh, gothic, later, like, um, Edwardian.
0: Yeah, it's got a real like Twilight Princess vibe. No, <laughs> oh, 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 whoa, hey, ho, oh.
1: yeah. There. It's definitely it definitely seems to be generically evocative of like the opposite a- aesthetic end of video games from Mario, and I don't I don't know if they were going for something specific.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about sort of vaguely evocative of fantasy, then that, that is Legend <laughs> of Zelda. Sick burn.
1: <laughs> Am I wrong? No, that's absolutely yeah. accurate. They kind of just, like, in the same way Mario is just, uh, I don't know, it's cartoons. <laughs> Zelda is just like, hmm, like Lord of the Rings, but we changed the names of a bunch of stuff. yeah. <laughs> Nope.
0: I wonder if cuz there's this weird complicated Zelda timeline, I wonder if they're trying to make it feel like in one of the Zelda cycles the Mario games happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: uh... how we got Super <laughs> Smash Brothers, that one yeah. time that they all met.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. How do, how do how does Olimar fit into this lore?
1: <laughs> well, in uh in Japan his name is Mario but backwards. That's it, that's all I know In his relation to the other characters Doesn't Pikmin take place on Post-apocalyptic Earth, because you find Like, Doritos bags and stuff everywhere You're thinking of Horizon Zero Dawn Oh, man, does any video game not take place on post-apocalyptic Earth?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I remember when I thought that that was a novel concept, but that time has long passed. It seems like every third game is like, aha, but secretly, it was was ruined Earth.
1: Yeah. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, Anyway, what have you been up to online, Matt? Uh,
0: well, I had a dinner party last night, and so this- Yep, believe it or not. (laughs) Weird. Uh, And and so I woke up this morning and had to do a lot of cleaning and shuffling around uh, feeling awful. Um, And so the perfect thing for that was uh, I forgot that several years ago, in a fit of having money, I purchased uh, digital copies of the entire Justice League cartoon series.
1: Oh, hell Uh, yes.
0: And so I just put that on my TV while I was cleaning up, and I kept on, like walking into the room and seeing things and being like, fuck, this show is so good, <laughs> just screaming that to no one in particular, because yeah. show is the
1: best. It's, like, really genuinely compelling, like, it, it's, obviously it's something that was targeted towards a young audience, probably, like, 11 to 14 year old boys, um, But it holds up because it doesn't pander to that audience. It just makes sure to do nothing that isn't, like, appropriate for them.
0: Yeah, and you're watching it, and it's just sort of ticking along like a normal kid superhero show, which is fine, but not super exciting. But then every once in a while, something will get so real, and you're just like, whoa! Like I was just watching one where The Flash and uh, Martian Manhunter were hanging out, And, like, Martian Manhunter was like, hey, you shouldn't hit on women so much. And then the Flash was like, well, don't you ever get lonely? And Martian Manhunter's like, more than you can know. And it's
2: like, oh, God, his whole family died.
1: Yeah, oh, that's right. He's the last of his species. Whoops. Yeah. (laughs) Yep.
2: And then the Flash I, is like, you want to do some drugs? And Martian is like, no. Cool kids don't do drugs, actually. And then, and then they, they both
1: look there. at the camera. <laughs> yep. The camera? It's a cartoon. What am I saying?
0: It's still... they Don't they take pictures of each individual cell <laughs> this is what I've seen in uh, documentaries about Walt Disney
1: uh, this actually was a weird time in cartoons where maybe they were actually still drawing it by hand uh, and photographing it but more like more than likely they were drawing it all uh, on computers with tablets
0: yeah maybe oh man I also forgot about how the opening credits to the Justice League was a brave attempt at using cgi (laughs) for the first time possibly ever by humans it's amazing how bad it is it's like watching four polygons crashing into each other and you're like is that supposed to be superman i think that's supposed to be superman Uh, (laughs) i loved
1: that whole like series of cartoons that all look the same and have the same voices um and i batman uh Definitely, I think the best episodes of Batman are on par with the best episodes of Justice League, but, like, the worst episodes of Justice League are still pretty good, and the worst episodes of Batman are terrible.
0: (laughs) They're not terrible. I mean, I guess if you're talking about the weird, super, like, extra cartoony stuff that happened later on in the Batman animated series, then maybe when they threw away any attempt at making human beings look like humans, and, like poison Ivy's skin was green for no reason (laughs) like
1: what they took away joker's lipstick and gave him like just empty black eyes
0: yeah like black eyes with white pupils that's just not a thing you guys (laughs) this is what are you doing
1: yeah come on joker and gambit yeah well
0: gambit (laughs) gambit was made for uh Teenagers to jerk off to. That's his only <laughs> purpose in existence. Chris. What was
2: that name we came up for? For with what was that name we came up with for Gambit that was way better than Gambit? Uh,
1: the card, the Cardsman. Oh, it was
2: Snake Eyes because we were talking about gambling, and he's got weird eyes. That is so much better. Why <laughs> did not really they is. call him that? Because he can throw uh, dice. There's no reason he can't throw a dice instead of cards. <laughs> they should do a very complicated and
0: not very good comic book series where Gambit uh, pretends to be a villain to m- raise his own profile. So, like, he keeps beating a villain, and his villain name is Snake Eyes.
1: Yeah, or Blackjack because he throws those cards. He beats he, people
2: up with a blackjack. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot that's a, also the name of a weapon. <laughs> yeah.
0: There was an X Men villain in the comics, and I only know about it because I had his trading card when I was a kid, but his, like, superhero
1: name was Shillelagh. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no. that that's sucks. just a
2: stick. That's a stick, <laughs> y'all. Did,
1: um, the, I bet the stick probably turned into something magic, though, right?
0: Uh, I don't know. I only Was had his p- trading theme? card. I don't know. I only had his trading card. Yeah. He had a he had a shillelagh though in the picture.
1: <laughs> Did it not say what his powers were on the card? Come on. I don't think it did.
0: I know his power rating was, like, two stars or whatever the fuck the back (laughs) of those cards said.
2: Knowing what I know about comic books and race, his name was probably Finnegan Seamus uh, Shaughnessy or something. That's probably
0: true, yeah. He's
1: Banshee's (laughs) brother, the other Irish mutant.
0: Also, I've I've been watching some of The Flash, the first season of The Flash, just randomly because it's on Mm -hmm. Netflix so why not. Um, and I've been thinking about how superhero stuff now is kind of trying to be actually good and about, like, human interactions in a world where superheroes are, which I think is super great. But it's never going to be good or, like, engrossing in, a, in any significant way until they give up on trying to make the characters' names be the superhero <laughs> character names, like... Every time, I mean, they did the best they could by having Cisco have a penchant for making up stupid names for people, but, yeah. like, that is such a terrible device and so obvious.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, when he tells uh, Captain Cold's sister that her name is Golden Glider and she's like, I like it, it's like, why? It
1: doesn't, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that doesn't fit with what you do or it who you are yeah. or... <laughs>
2: Or anything, and it's also bad. And is like, there one just called Top, who makes people dizzy?
1: Yep. And, yeah, yeah
2: they're like, uh, Top, uh, funny, right? Like, it's ironic that we gave you such a bad name. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and that's, that's... The thing, they keep on trying to make
0: it work by having it, <laughs> like, hanging a lantern on it, but I just want to go to them and be like, guys, you don't have to. Nobody we don't can. care. <laughs> no one cares.
1: Like... I think that you could get away with it if instead Why? of... I think instead <laughs> of having the other characters do it, like, make your villains sort of sweaty weirdos that would name themselves dumb things instead of, like, generic yeah. bank robbers, which is what they are.
0: <laughs> no, but here's the problem, Jeff. Whether No matter how you get the name into the show, at some point you're going to have the character that's supposed to be scary and murdering people be like... And I'm Captain Boomerang! And there is no way that there's a realistic world in which, no matter how scared you are of this person, you're not like, what? Like, that's so stupid. The thing you said was
1: stupid. <laughs>
2: yeah. He's not a captain at all. He hasn't risen through
0: the ranks. <laughs> yeah. I can see you're only a sergeant.
1: I guess they could also, the other way, make Flash be funny, because uh, he's not funny on the show, um, and have him make fun of the guys by giving them names like Captain Boomerang, but they don't do but that Jeff, one either. You're
0: part of the problem, because no matter. This is what I'm saying maybe there are devices to get the names in better or worse but i'm saying they need to not do it at all it's terrible oh, see oh, i've so already
1: accepted pretty bad.
2: funny on the most recent one where he was drunk
1: well good i've already accepted <laughs> that they're never going to stop trying to fit those names in there so
0: i know but <laughs> and not necessarily on the flash i'm just saying some superhero property out there to make your show like or movie or whatever good and not like campy you just have to let that go
1: yeah i mean just arrow do tried it. to arrow tried to do that for a season or two by calling him the arrow instead of green arrow to be like oh that's it's serious that's still
0: bad that's still <laughs> bad just call him like violent assault number 1 like <laughs> Th- no. That's how people in the real world describe somebody who they don't know who they are but keeps beating people up.
1: Yeah, I know. Right? I've all- often described criminals as violent assault number one.
0: <laughs> whatever it's called. Like, I don't know. Uh, the unnamed assailant or whatever. Call him that. Also, that oh, would be a Oh, cool that's actually a
1: pretty thing. good villain name.
0: <laughs> or villain.
2: You know, it's Damn pretty it. messed up that in the real world it's not like people who rob several banks get a cool name. It's always like serial killers. <laughs> I'd like to believe that in the
0: old days, when like Babyface Nelson was a bank robber, he gave himself that
2: name. Yeah, that Baby. was a mob thing, right?
0: Babyface, Baby yeah. Yeah. Is that where like why? Why did they try to make superheroes have code names? Uh,
2: that's a Is good question. Is it just a marketing thing? Because you have to have secret identities, right?
1: Yeah, but I why? Mean,
0: Yeah, like, that is the commonly held belief, but A, Y, and B, even if not, even if you accept that they need a secret identity, if you or I or Jeff uh, were, like, in a situation where we needed to hide our identity, we wouldn't be like, okay, I guess now I'm Mr. Mustache. I would be like, okay, my name is, like, Joe Tonkman, or whatever, like... Wow, it's Barry you so, Allen.
1: So long to come up yeah. with a last name.
0: Yes, well, anyway,
2: but my point well, is... Tonkman,
1: Barry Allen is one of the aliases used by the Catch Me If You Can guy. Yeah, I
2: Yes, know. that's true. It's
1: pretty good. It's um, pretty good. No, uh,
2: the thing is, because when you're writing panels of comics in the 1940s, the entire structure has to be oh, no one's going to believe he's solving any crimes. He's just an idiot or a rich guy who doesn't care about life. And then he becomes the character. And then at the end, he's like, I don't know. I'm just an idiot or a rich guy. It doesn't matter which. (laughs) I I forget which one is my secret identity.
1: I guess they were just playing off of... Uh, Zorro, the Scarlet Pimpernel, and the Lone Ranger. Um, and since those guys had secret identities, for reasons that I don't know, uh, all of the first superheroes had to have them also.
0: I think that that kind of makes sense, and especially in the context of pulp literature, it makes a lot of sense, like, the shadow and stuff like that is sort of a throwback to those characters, and, like, that all makes sense to me, but we don't need to keep doing it. We can stop, and it would be better if we did, I think.
1: We have mostly stopped. Like, mm. uh, I feel like uh, Hank Pym hasn't gone by any superhero names in his comic books. <laughs> uh, nobody Except
0: that his movie was called Ant-Man, though.
1: Yeah, but he was like a side character in it who wasn't called Ant-Man.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess, but uh, he still had a military code name, and spoilers, it was Ant Man.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It's like the movies, I don't think, are going to uh, abandon the superhero names. Uh, a couple of them have abandoned the villain names, like that nobody called uh, Jeff Bridges uh, Ironmonger in the movie Iron Man, because that's a dumb <laughs> name, and the screenwriters of that movie knew.
0: That's true, and I the best parts of, like, for instance, this Justice League series that I'm watching, I didn't realize that for the majority of the series, no one ever uses the name Wonder Woman, they just yep. call her Diana, because that's her name, and she doesn't have a secret identity yet, so who gives a shit? Like, they're just like, Diana, go and punch that space alien, <laughs> like, yeah, yep. that's what you would do if it was a friend, and there was no one else around anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And yeah, once well, you... I
0: mean, like Thor doesn't have a code name.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> true. He doesn't need one.
0: <laughs> but they still tried to shoehorn his code name from the comics into the movies because when he first got put on a coat, he had like whatever his dumb human name was was on the coat, and they're like, "Oh, it belongs to Natalie Portman's ex-boyfriend." Like, fucking stop it! You don't need to. <laughs>
1: Uh, once you get through the halfway point of that Justice League cartoon, they all start calling each other their real names all, all the time, because they learn each other's secret identities, and there's no reason why you'd be like, hey, The Flash. You'd just be like, oh, hey, Wally, help, please.
2: Well, a good reason would be if you're out fighting actual crime, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to accidentally blurt out the person's uh, yeah. real name.
1: Mostly they yeah, just hang out on their satellite, uh, having political debates in the latter half <laughs> of the cartoon, though. <laughs>
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's I think true. humans psychologically need the idea mm-hmm. of I will become this other person with this other appearance and with this other name. Like humans like that.
0: Yes, I just feel like giving yourself or someone a like a name, a code name is something that 13-year-olds do and if an adult did that in like real life and then try to make criminals respect them. It, it Like, obviously it wouldn't work. It couldn't work. It doesn't make sense to work. <laughs>
2: eh, yeah, I'm okay with
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that the Batman in a lot of things, it seems more like that is a name that like a tabloid newspaper gave to him, <laughs> yep. as opposed mm-hmm. to something he yeah, gave to good. himself.
1: Yeah, because it's like, oh, there's some man, and he looks like a bat. He's some kind of bat man.
0: Although I will say it's crazy to me that even in the like gritty Christopher Nolan version, he still was like, I'm going to set out to make myself a suit that looks like a bat, instead of like, I'm just going to wear dark clothes and hide in like building roofs and stuff and drop on people and then later on people are like, you know, like a bat does, and then that's where that comes from because that way it makes a billion times
2: more sense. <laughs> well, if you take off the bat ears, Batman is just Space Ghost. <laughs> that's the problem with that.
1: Uh,
0: that's true.
1: The problem, I did... Did Batman Begins have a scene where he just goes out in a ski mask and tries to punch someone, and they're like, you're just a guy, and beat him up? Because that happens in every other Batman origin, as, like, a half-assed explanation for why he dresses like a bat later on.
0: No, but there is that scene where he breaks into Commissioner's Gor- C- Commissioner Gordon's office in just a ski mask before he gets his bat suit. <laughs>
1: I haven't watched that movie in a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that movie is very good, and it still does this same stupid thing that I wish every superhero movie would just stop. That's all I'm saying. Just stop. It's fine.
1: Mm, okay, I'll so, give you it.
2: Jeff, what uh, did you do online this week? Uh,
1: so I subscribed to a new subreddit called uh, "To Fizz or Not to Fizz," um, which provides me with. Uh, Breaking. It's about
0: the Batman villain Two Fizz. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. Shut
2: up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Harvey Dent fell into a batch of soda and half his face burned off, and he became Two Fizz. Uh, No, it's uh, news about uh, like uh, carbonated drinks, uh, all soft drinks. Like, oh, here's this new flavor of Pepsi that's out. I think it's pretty good.
0: How often do those new things come out that you need a subscription to this subreddit?
1: Well, it only has 349 uh, beverage enthusiasts uh, subscribed <laughs> to it, um, but uh, I did just learn that there is a holiday uh, edition of Pepsi that is salted caramel flavored, so... Oh uh, no!
2: I already heard about that, yeah, I didn't it's not very good. Of ho- course it's not good!
1: <laughs> holiday Mountain Dew, which is regular and uh, Code Red mixed together.
0: <laughs> that is it what color is it though is it brown
1: It's like a pinkish <laughs> color it literally it says Dew plus Code Red on the top. Like, they don't, they're do not they not even trying to hide that they just mixed two existing flavors together.
0: But, okay, but surely the point of that is that Mountain Dew is green and Code Red is red. And yes. And red and green are Christmas colors. So then how do you not have the beverage somehow be red and green and not just another color if that's the only thing that makes it holiday themed?
1: Mm, I don't know. Uh, But anyway, the reason I subscribe to this is because I'm looking for the popularly terrible soda Moxie um, that is (laughs) exclusive to the New England area, despite the fact that the parent company is a subsidiary of the Coca-Cola Corporation, and it could be a global soda if they wanted it to. Why do we still have regional drinks in 2017?
0: Because it's bad, and the only reason you'd want to drink it is because your grandparents dare you to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you have pretty cool grandparents. <laughs> uh, I, um, I,
0: I will say, uh, I have a story about Moxie. Actually, I'll let you finish, and then I have a story about Moxie. Uh,
1: I, I, all I else wanted to say about it was that I discovered that Louisa could have bought it for me and brought it to me at your dinner party yesterday, yeah. uh, if I had thought of it before this morning.
2: I work next door to a Fresh Market, which is apparently a southeastern chain, but it comes up as far as Pennsylvania, at least. And uh, they have a whole case of weird sodas, like uh, Frosty Root Beer and Mr. Cucumber, the cucumber flavor soda I always look at and don't buy, and they do have
1: Moxie. I'm going to have to look at some of the local weird soda stores, including a <laughs> Fresh Market that's near me, um, oh. and see if they have... There's something called, like... Uh low cost world market or something oh, that is yeah. like a big chain that has weird stores.
2: World okay. Market is very good for having international foods. They have some good uh English candy and stuff.
1: Yeah. So tell okay. me your Moxie story. Okay,
0: and this will I think maybe help you also, Jeff. So sure. um uh Jen, my fiance, uh it has uh her family has a house up in New Hampshire that they go to sometimes during the summer. Um and it's very nice up there. And they'll, like, go and camp and go on hikes and stuff, and I've been with them a couple of times. But before I met Jen many, many years ago, um, they would go up there and hike, and when they were leaving, they they would stop by the, like, ranger stations or whatever to get a drink. Um, And one time they were on a certain trail, and the ranger station, the only drink they had for sale was moxie. Uh, and so she bought it and she drank it and it was so absolutely disgusting that even though she was dying of thirst, she couldn't finish it and her whole family agreed. Uh, anyway, so flash forward to when we met and Jen would tell me the story of how awful Moxie was and how it was undrinkable. Um, and then she went to, you know how Bed Bath and Beyond sometimes has like a weird world food section at the front of yeah. the store? <laughs> Yeah. So she she was there without me and found a case of Moxie Soda there and so she bought it to put in my Christmas stocking
1: to like <laughs> as force,
0: a threat <laughs> kind of to like force me to drink it and be like yes you're right this is the worst thing. Um and she had like a full six pack but she just put one in my stocking. So Christmas morning her and her whole family are there and me uh, and I get this moxie and everyone's like, haha, we all know how terrible that is. And I open it and I'm like, this isn't that bad. Like, it's not terrible. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And everyone was like, we don't understand. And I passed it around and everyone else except for Jen was like, yeah, this is actually okay. And she was like, she felt like she was losing her mind until we later looked up that they've changed the
2: formula uh, <laughs> so that it is not as disgusting as it was. Unfortunately. So I feel yeah. like if you're a niche soda, either you continue with the formula that some people really like, or you just stop making it altogether. Because why would you change it? How are you going to get people to drink it?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Also, the uh, the logo used to be a lot more threatening. It used to be oh, like yeah. a man with a with a pomaded hairstyle, like pointing at you yeah. as if to say, "Like you're gonna drink this shit." <laughs> uh, but now he's, I think, just giving a thumbs up or something. So anyway, Louisa, what have you been up to online?
2: <laughs> uh, not much. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Odyssey, gathering mm-hmm. up my moons and such. Yes. It's a very frustrating game. I'm having Ga- a hard time.
0: Gather ye moons while ye may.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good joke.
2: Uh, I'm really struggling because Breath of the Wild, If something, if you were trying to do a specific task and it became very frustrating and you kept failing you could do a million other things instead for hours and hours until you decided to come back to this or maybe never decided to come back to this if you wanted. Whereas uh, there's a lot of bottlenecks in Super Mario Odyssey where you have to do one thing that's awful and you keep failing over and over until you do it and only then can you move on.
0: Yeah, the nice thing about breath of the wild was that most of the time if you were trying to do something and you couldn't the fail state wasn't dying and restarting the area Mm -hmm. it was usually just like ah shit i was gonna jump over to that thing but i didn't make it now i'm down here i guess there's other stuff i could do instead except for the um the temples Mm uh like those ones when you died and those were my least favorite part of the game because i got frustrated whenever i would die and then i have to wait for it to reload yeah yeah, people. But
2: technically, keep... you didn't really have to do that many shrines if you didn't want to. If you absolutely yeah, hated true. them, you could have kind of worked around them.
0: That's true. I kind of did, although eventually you're like, "Well, I wish I had more health." So I guess. Yeah. I'll do
1: this. Yeah. Uh, people keep talking about Mario Odyssey as uh, being an open world game, and <laughs> I understand why they talk about it that way. Because the levels are just like, all right, there's a hundred shinies to get. Go get the shinies. Um, But it's like not comparable to the open world style of Breath of the Wild at all. Um, Where that is just like, here is literally one open world. And without loading screens or getting into a hat-shaped spaceship, you can go from one (laughs) end to the other of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that part of it is that the term open world is almost completely meaningless at this point. Um because I think a one open world type of game is one type of open world game, but I also think that like a bunch of a bunch of non-linear stages is still kind of an open world game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I could see that, but it just... Super Mario Odyssey, each level feels more like a different-themed playground than anything in the game feeling like this uh, vast world to explore. It's like, oh, cool, I've had the fun I can have in this area, now it's time to move on to the next area.
2: Yeah, without using too many spoilers, uh, there's a point where you reach where you come to one world where there's essentially nothing to this world but the arena where you do a little boss battle, and I tried the boss battle a couple times, and it got really frustrating. I was like, ugh, I'm just going to forget this for now. But for the uh, the plot point of being on this world is, your spaceship's broken, so you literally can't even go back to the other worlds. There is nothing you can do at this point but grind your way through this boss battle.
0: Yeah. I will say, though, I think that that's actually one of the few areas where Super Mario Odyssey, to me at least, has a clear leg up on Breath of the Wild, is that Breath of the Wild is a cool game, but it's pretty much all one aesthetic, and I get tired of that. I just don't want to be in that world forever. I know Louisa Mm. does, but I don't. It's so like it's pretty cool to me that for Super Mario Odyssey I can be like enjoying having a weird sort of tomb Raider-y experience in a desert and then be like okay I'm done with that now I'm going to go have an ultra like bright color cartoon experience in a chef world or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty, was pretty fun. nice. Yep.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I I definitely enjoyed the fact that there were aesthetic choices for levels that I had just never seen in any video game before, like the food world that you mentioned. I've never seen a level in a game that looks like that, and it wasn't my favorite look or feel for a level, but it was something totally new, and that also is delightful in a way that, um in a way that's different from the delight of New Donk City, which is a recontextualization of a thing we've seen a billion times. Um, Like, that was delightful because it's fun to see uh, this little fat cartoon man running through this, like, photorealistic New York City-type world. Uh, Yeah. Which uh, is a different delight than just seeing, like, oh, here's a Mario level that is different from any other level in any other game that's ever been made.
0: Yeah, I think they did a really good job of balancing that, too, because I didn't find there to be a lot of times while I was playing the game where I was, like, sick of whatever the thing was.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you could move on pretty quick if you're like, oh, water level? Don't want to do this.
2: Something I liked, uh, just as a small touch, is that it came out right around Halloween, and the one of the first, actually the first world you're in is like a little gray graveyardy kind of Tim Burtony sort of uh, inspired world, and then you go to like a sugar skull <laughs> kind of world. Oh
1: and yeah, then two later, Halloween levels. In a yeah, row. later
2: there's crumbled gray buildings and bats in one of the worlds, and I was like, oh, this is like a whole Halloween game. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and you get to dress up as other monsters and uh, mm-hmm. ask Oh candy. yeah, the,
1: the <laughs> costume aspect is also very important, I think. that's Yeah, this is a Halloween costume game. Costumes are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's officially a Halloween game. Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> is for Halloween.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys gotten and put on the Mario 64 costume yet?
1: No. Yeah, I, I didn't want to... extremely good. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything about it because it's one of the surprises when you beat the game. Mm,
0: okay. Thanks, Matt. Well, it's just a costume. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, All I said is that it existed. That's it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, like, uh, you beat the game and it throws a bunch of, um, cool Easter eggs at you and lets you buy a bunch more costumes, and I like that, uh, Although, with the post-game in stuff like Mario Galaxy or Super Mario 3D Land, I liked a lot more, because it was just like, here's a bunch of more distinct levels, rather than mm, go back and get more stuff from the levels you already played.
0: Yeah, although I started going back to try to 100% some of the earlier levels, oh, and good luck. there was there was <laughs> so much that I missed the first time around, and I thought I was pretty good about exploring, but mm-hmm. like... I think I probably missed about half of the desert level just because it was over (laughs) on the other side of the thing, and I didn't even think about going over there.
2: I really like with games like this. uh, Once you go back, you because when you're playing the first
0: time,
1: okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to say it though. (laughs) Uh,
2: When you're playing the first time, you see like a weird configuration of objects, and you're like, "Huh, this is definitely going to mean something later." And then later, when you come back, you're like, oh yeah, of course, I have to jump here and then throw my hat here. Like, you know more stuff about how the game works. That's very exciting.
0: Yep. I, I was stunned that there. I you know, the Sphinxes, you have to answer their riddles. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, why is Bowser in this world? And that's the whole riddle. And you're like, this is stupid and <laughs> a waste of time. Did you know you can go back to those Sphinxes and get
1: more riddles?
0: Whoa, cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, and some, <laughs> of were ve- <laughs> some of them are some of them are very hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's true.
1: I found <laughs> a riddle in the last uh, story level of the game. Like the Sphinx is there, and instead of giving you a riddle, he's like. Uh, isn't there something more important you should be doing? <laughs> yes,
2: I just got to that place. <laughs> and all your choices are like, yeah, probably.
1: Because, <laughs> like, it's very funny that they put something that is for after you beat the level somewhere where you'll definitely find it before you beat the level. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they did a pretty good job about that. I think, in general, level design is a strength of the Super Mario team, and this might be the best example of that they've done.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm still yeah, enjoying I... the game, for sure, but man, is it frustrating sometimes. I wish it gave you more freedom <laughs> to go do something else.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the danger, of, because other, if they did that, then it, I feel like the plot would have less stakes.
2: It has no stakes anyway. You're trying to stop people from doing a thing that they're definitely going to do in every single level.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the the bigger plot, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's fun. I I'd like to see some analysis of early levels of 3D Mario games in the same way. Um, like everyone knows the trick behind the first level of Super Mario Brothers at this point, right? Yeah. Um, it like sends an enemy at you to show you how that works and shows you how mushrooms work like in a way that you can't avoid but touch them and i'd like to see how the same game plays like how a newer game plays on the assumptions of what a player knows about video games coming in and also helps to teach them what they need to know to play this game but uh i feel like that would be a much harder piece of analysis to do
0: Yeah, I also... I mean, it's sort of like the Metroid thing, right? Where, like, every time that the game introduces a new mechanic, it gives you a little area where you have to do it right to leave, but it's still fun because you're trying out the new thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like mm-hmm. they kind of do that in this game as well, but it it's great because it's a good way to tutorialize a game without making someone sit through a dumb tutorial. However... Uh, it also means that whenever you encounter a problem immediately after getting a new power-up, even if you're like, I, like, there's no hints how to solve this problem, you never have to think. You just have to be like, oh, I have to use the new ability I got, for sure.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, I guess that's the downside, but uh, the other side of it is like the Batman games where you purchase new abilities and then there uh, is a bunch of text on screen telling you the button combinations how you do them.
0: Yeah, I think probably I used maybe half of the combat maneuvers (laughs) in the Batman games because at some point I'm just like, I don't care. I don't want to learn this.
1: My combat maneuver was push X until all of the goons are dead. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's like, here's how you dodge, and then here's how you counterattack, and then all of these other buttons are how you do things you will never need to do.
2: That's the only thing that frustrated me about Breath of the Wild. There's a few shrines where you're supposed to beat a robot using a new technique it wants you to learn, and I'm like, I don't want to learn this technique, I refuse. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it's hard to do things without learning those techniques, but by God, I never learned any techniques.
0: (laughs) Well... There was one, I, I went through the plot pretty quickly on Breath of the Wild, and there was one of the Ganon ghosts that, it, it was, at the level I was at when I went to him, it was pretty much impossible to beat him without doing that parry
1: mm-hmm.
0: move, oh, Yeah, and it's so fucking hard to do, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I hadn't ever used it before then, and then I mastered it to beat that guy, and I was like, now I'm going to do this all the time. I didn't. I never <laughs> did it again. <laughs>
1: I got really stubborn about trying to beat Moblins before I was supposed to be able to be fighting Moblins, so I got (laughs) decent at the, like, moderate to advanced combat techniques.
0: Here's a question related to Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild. I probably played through um, The Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time from beginning to end maybe three or four times each each of those games. Hmm. It, do you guys think there will ever be a time when you want to go back and start Breath of the Wild again? No, because
2: mm. it's so non-linear. You don't need yes. to do it that way. Exactly. I've,
1: I've been extremely tempted to restart it because uh, oh, I really? the, well, because the library has it for Switch and I own it on Wii U, oh. but I I still haven't. Oh yes. Um. I, the same thing with Skyrim. Like, I ended up with it from a Steam sale or a bundle on PC, but I have 100 hours in the Xbox version, so whenever I want to play Skyrim, I'm just going to dip back into the Xbox one. Uh,
0: okay, but Jeff, counterpoint to the Skyrim thing is that now that you have it on PC, you can use mods, uh, yep. and it's a totally different game. If yeah. You put... <laughs> There's mods on it. It's so good.
1: I installed a dozen mods and then was like, uh, but do I want to start over Skyrim and then didn't You do
0: with <laughs> mods, my dude! You definitely do! <laughs> uh,
1: maybe. Oh, I wish the Switch version could have mods because I would love to be able to play Skyrim laying down in bed and also have all those good quality of life additions. Yeah, the, It's the ironic
2: was... that you want good quality of life additions in your game while you're using worse quality of life uh, things in yep. your own life while lying the... down and playing games in bed.
1: I want all the blood <laughs> to pool in the front of my legs <laughs> while uh, while I have nicer grass textures in Skyrim. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is uh, an episode of Black Mirror. <laughs> <that we're writing
1: laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> this is, I think, every episode of Black Mirror. <laughs>
2: yeah, you thought technology yep. was good, but you were wrong.
1: <laughs> Actually, <laughs> all right, let's uh, random subreddit.
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll go. I'll say mine first because we definitely won't do it. Uh, I got R slash Glasgow, which is about the city of Glasgow in Scotland. It's a nice city. Uh, But boring The end <laughs> Have you ever I been got... there? I haven't I have And it's fine It's like a less interesting version Of all the other cities in England <laughs>
1: mm, But you can go have some uh, Haggis and Iron Brew And all the other Scottish foods
2: Yeah, Haggis is fine Um, Wait, have I been like... to Glasgow? I thought I'd been to Edinburgh Where do we fly into When we went to the, the Scotland Family Reunion?
0: That was in Edinburgh
2: Okay so now I haven't been to Glasgow.
0: But I went to Glasgow before I went to the Newcastle reunion mm. that we did a few years back. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Haggis is fine as long as you don't think about it. It tastes good. Uh, like all meat. <laughs> yeah, pretty
2: much. It's kind of like Scrapple, isn't it? Because the middle's got yeah. oats as well as meats.
0: Yeah, it's just like sausage, but freeform. It's it's yeah. jazz sausage. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know why that one always gets, like, yucked on, um, cause, like, every other processed meat is just as gross-
0: yeah, like, I guess because it's in a stomach, but, like, sausages, natural casing sausages are in intestines, so, and that's grosser because that's <laughs> where poop is at in your body.
1: Yeah, and people will, like, happily refer to footballs as pigskins and not be grossed <laughs> out by that at all. Or yep.
2: pork rinds. Yuck. Or yeah, they'll, or like,
1: inflate refer to a pig's bladder and then rinds. hit it with
0: a stick in the Great Depression.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, good old stick bladder, my favorite game. <laughs> yeah anyway i got r slash ask underscore politics which i believe is a board for asking questions about politics
0: <laughs> Sounds yeah <level? laughs> yeah how do we not think about politics ever again please that's what i want to know
2: what if if you roll like a really big joint as big as a cigar you called it a jazz sausage
1: that's wow. Pretty good. <laughs> How what long if... were you waiting for
0: that one?
2: <laughs> no, it was just brewing in my mind. I was like, hmm, jazz oh, "Okay." Sausages.
0: I mean, that's already a blunt. What if Jeff started referring to his penis as a jazz sausage? <laughs> I
2: don't like
1: this. <laughs> I don't think that I'm ever going to refer to any downstairs parts of mine in public that I would need a nickname for them.
0: Or anyone's
1: really? yeah, exactly
0: let's all let's all agree to never talk about anything below the waist ever again
1: <laughs> on any person. Yes, we're all gonna uh,
2: become shakers. They're the ones who uh decided that no one was ever allowed to talk about or have sex, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think, sh- so. I think shakers are the ones who don't believe in sex even after marriage.
2: Yeah, they died out. <laughs> that was a bad idea, shakers. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Good job, I guys.
2: I will
0: say, though, counter to that, and obviously we don't need to get into this because we don't want to talk about politics, but I do find it to be very sort of satisfying in a weird nihilistic way that regardless of how awful the world gets and how many awful people are in charge of it— those awful people still somehow are consistently brought down by their dicks. Like, <laughs> the, so many powerful, untouchable men throughout history have been brought down by, like, fucking the wrong person, and they still do it! Yeah. Just, oh, if you didn't fuck anyone, you probably would have been way better off.
1: Yeah, we're, we're seeing a, a huge uptick in those downfalls within the past month or so, and it's... Um, Very good. Sca- scary how it's widespread, and good that uh, the downfalls are happening.
0: Yeah, it's just so upsetting because if you're a man in a position of power and you get into a situation where you could use your power to have sex, like is that the only you, reason you
2: should you know better? Power? Here's the thing, though. I think for a lot of men, yeah, like that's a big part of it. Yeah, yeah it's I like guess he, so. He,
1: he... <laughs> Even if they're evil and horny, they should also know better.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> like... The they thing. should is know it? that
1: they're going to get caught and in trouble. Even if that's their only motivation for not doing it, that should be enough. But it's yeah. l- even that isn't enough.
2: The yeah, temptation it's... is too much. Like, yeah, I, but I won't be happy unless I have this also. <laughs> so yeah. they have to try to figure out a way to go for it.
0: I also think a lot of it is to do with the weird dichotomy in the minds of, like, older men who subscribe to the philosophies of, like, money and power are everything, where women are simultaneously completely worthless and also the only thing that matters in terms of proving your clout.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's less that they're worth... It's more that they're just not people. They're another kind of currency that you can collect. Yes. Um, and that attitude is, yeah, the big problem with society, I, mean, I guess.
0: It's kind of like hunting humans for sport, where, like, you know you shouldn't do it, and you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> for it. Who can them.
1: resist, what's okay? oh. <laughs> Was the most dangerous game a metaphor for sexism?
0: <laughs> it might be! I've never seen it, but yes, I'm gonna say definitively yes. Oh, See you it. know what, it's-
1: You it's are pro- so
2: classless. It is a short story.
1: It's also a movie. Several movies. Mm.
2: Yeah, but it's it's actually
1: a short story. Yeah. Uh, It's probably one of those situations like 70s horror movies where where it accidentally has feminist undertones just because the person who made it was like, ooh, wouldn't this be fun?
0: Yeah, maybe. I think that 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 kind of thing is probably how feminism kind of got into the public eye. Oh, yeah,
1: I think that women growing up mm -hmm. watching, like, Halloween and Alien, which definitely are not feminist on purpose, uh, definitely kind of (laughs) opened eyes as those people grew up.
0: Well, and I think literature going back much further, also, like, you read a book that's about some man doing something like you read tale of two cities which is supposed to be about how hard it is to be a man and how men have such a hard time with things and accidentally charles dickens also wrote that the female lead is like quietly bearing much worse things and doing a good job at it uh and you're like oh this character is much more interesting than any of the men accidentally
1: Uh uh-huh (laughs) yeah. <laughs> huh. Anyway, what a uh, subreddit did you get, Louisa?
2: <laughs> I got maybe the one we're going to do. Let's see. I got r slash Empire Did Nothing Wrong, which is about the Empire from the Star Wars franchise and is possibly a role-playing board where people talk as if they are stormtroopers and stuff. Hard to tell.
1: Yeah, there's a uh, reason that I don't want to do this board, and it's because uh, this is where all of the Nazi fans of Star Wars hang oh, out. god.
0: <laughs> oh no, it is? Oh no! <laughs> oh, because man. I I actually think this is a great board. Like, conceptually, it's a very interesting thing. I always yeah. find v- villains to be much more interesting when they... are Like, obviously everyone... It's It's a commonly stated thing that villains that think that they aren't villains are the most interesting villains, and that is certainly true. But especially true is villains who have the best of intentions and like the intentions that they state at the beginning you're actually like yeah that's a good fucking
1: point yeah
0: <laughs> you know like,
1: uh, Yeah really let's wrong. let's do this one uh I think I think that because everyone is posting in character um we won't be able to tell the difference between good fun Star Wars fans and uh Nazis who actually believe that the empire is the good guys
0: Yeah, let's take a moment before we get into that to say, like, we absolutely don't think that any fascist uh, belief structures are good or have value. (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) Uh, Divorced from the real-life politics from which they took inspiration, the... Aesthetics and uh, stories of the Galactic Empire in Star Wars are interesting, and when taken with real-world morality, uh, there is a different tone, and we are not t- uh, addressing this with real-world morality as best we can.
0: Yeah, I will say it's interesting how much of the like online Nazi community seems to sort of reduce their belief structures to references to literature and other cultural things like Star Wars yeah. um, because they don't seem to grasp the fact that in Star Wars when a whole planet is blown up it's just a story but in real life it's people who are yeah. exactly as valuable and intelligent as you or probably more but at least as valuable and intelligent as you are <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, you can think Grand Moff Tarkin is a cool guy, and that's a fun performance, but, like, if you're trying to decide who's the good guys and who's the bad guys, the dude who blows up planets with a big space gun is the bad guy, for sure. (laughs) Yep. Alright, tell us about the board.
2: (sighs) Okay, so the banner is a large montage of uh, stormtroopers and various Empire uh, (laughs) weapons and uh, vehicles. Uh, The little red alien is wearing a stormtrooper helmet. And then on the side, we've got the big uh, steampunk gear-shaped symbol, which Jeff probably knows what that means.
1: Uh, That's just the insignia of the Galactic Empire.
2: Okay, you see that a lot on this board. Uh, There are 145,000 Imperial Loyalists subscribed to this board, and 206 citizens active right now. Uh, I like oh. those
1: names. I think that's pretty good.
2: <laughs> it's meant to be a specific place, uh, apparently, because here's what it says. <clears throat> Regards from the Imperial Center on Coruscant. Is that how you pronounce Coruscant. that word?
0: No, you the, don't the second C is, sea is silent. silent.
2: Coruscant. Okay. Coruscant, bustling center of tourism and industry. We uphold the highest standard of living here for all our Imperial citizens. Unfortunately, there are certain terrorists out there who want to destroy your way of living and quality of life. We must oppose them at all costs. Each and every one of the citizens of Alderaan knew this when they were harboring these terrorists. Thus, extreme measures were taken. We will do whatever is necessary to protect our citizens from the threats both within and outside the galaxy.
1: This is interesting. (laughs) Uh, I don't think within the fiction the Empire acknowledges uh, the destruction of Alderaan.
0: Well, they'd have to eventually.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um... Like,
0: people would be like, Hey, dog, <laughs> that planet I was going to when I got there, it wasn't there anymore. <laughs> what happened? ah." Uh...
1: Oh, yeah, you know, but it's so weird, the timeline of things, because, like, a week after Alderaan gets blown up, the Death Star gets blown up, so there must have been a bunch of people who were like, hey, I've been in hyperspace for a week on my way to Alderaan from the other side of the galaxy, and I'm here, and it's gone, and there's no weapon nearby that would have destroyed it, so what's happening? (laughs) So.
2: Uh, Jeff, I know you're really into Star Wars and the lore and everything. Can you tell from that description when this board is supposed to be set in the Star Wars timeline?
1: Uh I would guess that it is set either just after the events of the first Star Wars film uh now known as Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope or set during the events of it after the destruction of Alderaan and before the destruction of de- the Death Star um regardless <laughs> it is set it is set during the original trilogy and after the destruction of Alderaan in the first movie so
0: I think I think it's far more likely that it was after the first movie but before Empire Strikes Back because I feel like this is, like, the idea here is that um, the Death Star, like, they don't mention the Death Star here because they mm. don't want people to know that they used to have a, a <laughs> weapon that blew stuff up but now they don't because that's, that's not a good PR move, I guess. For yeah, them. that...
2: That's it's probably bit, accurate. Because in the little header of uh, images of things to do with the Empire, you think that they would put a picture of the Death Star, but there isn't one.
1: Well, they yeah. don't. Uh, I think within the Empire, um, the Death Star becomes known as uh, Tarkin's Folly um, because he was the commander of it and it got blown up by a bunch of farmers.
0: <laughs> yeah, they really did a really bad job of making it good, like to protecting it. In
1: any significant way, I well, know that
0: apparently the person who designed it like built in
1: failures. Yeah, Matt's Mickelson sabotaged them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I'm a little disturbed by reading that thing I read about the little role playing of what this is, and then under there it tells you like uh, don't spam, don't uh, harass people. One of the things is no terrestrial terrestrial pol- political rhetoric. Which obviously means they don't want people talking about current events in the human world. But uh, the way all this is worded is disturbingly close to a lot of rhetoric we do here in the political (laughs) sphere about how we need to make sure that we protect our people and get rid of those other people. Yep. That's (sighs) such a weird
0: thing, too, because I feel like the Empire is actually pretty inclusive in the Star Wars things. Like, anyone can join the Empire...
1: They have a uh, de facto humans-only policy. There's no laws against aliens joining, but there's a reason why you mostly only see humans, and it's because the organization is racist against aliens.
0: Is that really a thing, like, canonically? Yep.
1: Yep. It was, uh, before they rebooted the Expanded Universe, uh, a thing that, like, aliens were not allowed at all, and any aliens involved were a total secret. But uh, it's now just sort of, like... Uh, all the officers hate aliens, and so aliens don't usually rise through the ranks. Huh.
2: Uh, that's I disturbingly that. close to a lot of the um, yep. white supremacist talk that is around now. Like, don't try to talk about being a white supremacist at work. Just rise through the ranks and make sure that you don't hire non-white people.
1: Yep. <sighs> yeah, that's the uh, the issue with uh, role-playing boards like this, is there's people who believe these things in real life, uh, like, the yeah. each and every one of the citizens of Alderan knew that they were harboring terrorists. Sounds a <laughs> lot like, why don't these Muslims apologize for extremism? Yeah. Um, yeah. It
0: sure <laughs> it's... Or, or it's okay for us to carpet bomb their whole country because there might be some terrorists hiding there. Yep. Uh, so, I think it's the... true
2: that you can never write science fiction that doesn't specifically reflect exactly what's going on politically right now. <laughs>
0: yes. If, I don't think you could ever write a dystopian <laughs> (laughs) world that doesn't eventually come true
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, i I think louisa hit the nail on the head um even if it's not on purpose every sci-fi story that takes place in a futuristic setting is actually about the time and place when it was written um even if the author didn't mean for it to be
0: like, this time and place that, that Star Wars was written was 30 years before a lot of the things that now we're talking about
1: being yeah, a thing. But yeah, the stuff it's just becoming more about... and more true. <laughs> the yes, stuff that's written
2: about this board as if it was real, like, it obviously reflects current events for 2017, and that stuff wasn't written back then. They were just able to bend the stuff that was written back then to fit what yeah. is now.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. true. There's nothing in those movies that's like, oh, those dirty Alderanians (laughs) were hiding uh, extremists in their ranks. That's that's something that was created for uh, this fun fantasy Nazi roleplay board.
2: (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it be fun if we pretended everything was exactly the same as it is now, but in outer space?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't it be fun if we pretended that we had our beliefs and also laser guns?
0: (laughs) I mean... I do wish that. Like, my beliefs are not bad, though, I don't think.
2: Oh, that's what everyone thinks, though, Matt.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, my beliefs are mostly like, everyone should be nice, and let's have a cup of tea every day.
2: And I'm the only person with a laser gun who can stop a bad guy with a laser gun. (laughs) So,
1: uh, I played in uh, early college, probably like 2008 this was, uh, a browser-based uh, like strategy game where you found an empire somewhere and then you have to try and like, win territory like Risk or something like that. Um, and it was massively multiplayer, uh, so like everybody was competing against each other uh, with their empires, and every other country was a real country, um, and people liked to roleplay, and I started my empire... Um, in uh, the uh, Central European uh, German area and discovered that all of the neighboring countries in my clan were run by actual neo-Nazis who started their countries Uh. in this game in Germany because they are neo-Nazis. And so I stopped playing the game.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, everything that involves other people will eventually be ruined by those people. Is that accurate? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: It was crazy though because it was like I don't think any of the other people in the other regions were doing this. But for some reason the like everyone who started a country in Germany also like I think uh, I got linked to a discussion board for the game that was on Stormfront, and I was like, oh, oh no, Jesus I have to stop playing this. Yeah. This is a, not a good game, apparently. Whoops. Oh,
0: man. Um, okay, let's stop talking about real-world politics, because it's really <laughs> bumming me out. It's <laughs> Let's talk about
2: thinly-veiled space politics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. Here's the thing, though. Okay. I think we've all seen pretty clearly over the past our lifetimes that democracy is a pretty rough putt. It's really (laughs) hard to get it to go good, and usually it doesn't. And part of the reason why is because there's so many people to be represented, and those representatives are so separated both geographically and in terms of class from the people they represent. Don't you feel that... That problem would be a billion times worse in a galactic senate, like the one yes. that the Empire ousted. The yeah.
1: reason, the reason why the uh, Emperor was able to manipulate the Senate was because uh, every all the senators cared about money and uh, were all divided and couldn't unite to defeat him.
0: Like the fact that the fucking dude from Alderaan, the senator from Alderaan, was fucking Jar Jar Binks, and he represented all of the humans on on Alderaan as no, well.
1: No, he was the senator from Naboo. Jimmy Smits was the senator from Alderaan. Oh, fine. Say, wait
2: yeah, th- th- That means Jimmy he's not Smith's, even from uh, Leia's dad. <laughs> That's
1: the guy. yeah. Wait, Leia's dad, wait. Jimmy Smits. Yeah.
0: So, so wait, does that mean that
2: Jar Jar Binks was
0: the senator from a planet he wasn't even from?
1: No, he's from Naboo, yeah. where, uh, where, uh, uh, Queen Amidala's from, and, uh, Palpatine.
0: Oh, you're right, you're right. Okay, fine. That's what I meant. So, Naboo, um... It's all make-believe
1: anyway, it's fine.
0: Right, but here's my <laughs> point, right? Like, he represents this... He is a member of the group of people who live underwater on one half of this planet. <laughs> he
1: doesn't and... live
2: underwater, does he? That's other yeah. people. Yeah, he no, does. The... They go to visit his
1: friends who live in the center of the planet in an ocean. I thought that's
2: where the fish people were from. Does that make too much sense? He is one of the fish people.
1: Jar Jar is a fish man. Uh, He's
2: not. He's like a kangaroo man. (laughs) Yeah, he's a
1: kangaroo fish. (laughs) He's
2: from the desert.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the underwater desert.
2: Anyway, (sighs) so like all I'm saying
0: is, I mean, it's sort of like when people talk about bones on Star Trek treating all of the different species of aliens, like, the the political needs of Jar Jar Binks's people is, are probably fairly different from the people who are humans and live on land in, like, cities and stuff, right?
1: Especially, like, he's the one who cast the deciding vote to give Palpatine all the power in the Senate. Like... There's a lot of reasons why he shouldn't have been the senator. I think least of which is the concerns of the fish people outweighing the concerns of the humans. And also, he's so just like, like a huge idiot.
2: <laughs> well, was, yeah, obviously.
0: Was he elected?
1: <laughs> he was no, I think them. Amidala just picks him as her I replacement think so when too! she leaves. <laughs>
0: which is crazy! Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's the like, pre- okay, the prequels on. have the craziest politics of all time.
0: I understand that, but for the sake of this discussion, we have to. That is the space we have to argue in. Yep. <laughs> so okay, like. hang on. So Jar Jar Binks was just picked dynastically and named a successor without voting. And like no one even got to hear him speak publicly before he became the tie-breaking vote in the Galactic Senate. What? Yeah, he would have
1: he would have gotten uh, howard deaned right away with that goofy ass voice. <laughs> oh, they would have been Jesus. like, "Oh, this person can't be anything."
0: <laughs> it's not even that. I mean, that certainly too, but like also, you'd be like, I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I, like,
1: I, I, this person says, I will be a faithful senator to the planet of Naboo, and this guy says, Misa be senator. Yeah, uh, I don't know who to vote for. <laughs> oh
2: God. Wait, Matt. Oh. I don't like your idea that uh, he shouldn't get to represent the fish people. What, do we know the political, uh, not political, the uh, demographic breakdown of this planet? Maybe there's way more fish people that's possible yeah, and that's we don't know for a fact
0: that the humans didn't just like colonize on this world and maybe they the probably people... did since there's right. humans
1: everywhere else too yeah
0: right and so like i totally get that but i just think that having one senator per planet <laughs> yeah. is not great when you should have at least one senator per biological like uh <laughs> Does, like, Biome, organ- is that what
2: they're called? Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> or like, Somebody from the tundra and somebody type, from the desert.
0: <laughs> type of organism, class, kingdom phylum or whatever of organism on your planet. I would think that would be important. Uh, this is complicated. This is too complicated. Also, are there any so, robot senators? And if not, why not? Because
1: uh, mm, I point. don't think... See, this was... Um... <laughs> I had a problem with this, trying to figure out whether robots are sentient in the Star Wars universe, because everyone- But they are. But we don't know that.
0: (laughs) No, wait, hang on. Okay, the definition of sentience, I think that at least C-3PO falls into the definition of sentience-
2: Right. Or not is only he just he, is, does he have enough self-awareness to know about himself as a person and always be afraid that something's going to happen to him, but also he's gay, so we know that he's got <laughs> enough algorithms and stuff to decide <laughs> on his sexuality. Okay,
1: or because his job is interfacing with um, different creatures, uh, especially humans, he may just be programmed to look nervous.
0: Okay, but listen sentience according to wikipedia yes i looked it up i broke my own rule that's fine sentience
2: is <laughs> that's how we start with bad uh, rulings and senators yes, and
1: it's dynasties. a slippery
0: slope for <laughs> sure sentience is the capacity to feel perceive or experience subjectively
1: we and don't know that they do that
0: no i think we do and here's why
2: if you're scared he thinks if, everything's scary right, even well, if it's not
0: no, no but more than that if you weren't subjective, you would be programmed to respond in a certain way. And the, the most complex that programming could get without it being, like, just sentience would be that you would react in a way that seems appropriate given the way that other people around you are reacting. But he doesn't do that. He reacts differently from everyone. He is the only one who's scared when he's scared. He gets cocky when the Ewoks like him, even though no one else is. Everyone <laughs> else is like, this sucks. And he's like, no, I love this.
1: <laughs> I think That's he. I think that there is a chance that droids, including C-3PO, are just programmed with extremely complex algorithms for how to respond to input, uh, similar to... Uh, aim bots like smarter child uh, but way more complicated because of space
0: but if they, re- if they react in a way that is different from the other people around them reacting and informed by their experience, including programming, that is the definition of sentience. Okay,
2: Matt, you're mm. raising a troubling question, because if sentience is the ability to react without watching to see what other people do first, I don't think I'm sentient. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I'm in some uh,
1: trouble here. <laughs> regardless of droid sentience, uh, this board does bring up one good point in its top post of all time, uh, which addresses the fact, uh, like like I mentioned, the p- politics in the prequels are a nightmare. Uh, and Anakin says in this meme for perhaps nerd Nazis, uh, he says... Uh, Well, Obi-Wan says it to him, Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil, as he does in Star Wars Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And Anakin responds, unlike he does in the movie, he says, (laughs) the Jedi generals just orchestrated a coup against a democratically elected leader to impose their religious views on a secular republic. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. And then Obi-Wan agrees with him. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad point. But the way it's said is kind of troubling, isn't
1: it? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think that that is like you're eliminating the part where the uh, supposedly democratically elected leader (laughs) used his mind powers and laser fingers to make (laughs) everyone vote for him. That's
2: true.
0: (laughs) It sounds to me, Jeff, like you're supporting Donald Trump right now. Am I
2: (laughs) I missing something? You said no real politics. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he
1: doesn't have laser fingers. Uh, the uh, second post of all time is far more upsetting, because it makes the case that Luke Skywalker is a deplorable terrorist.
2: Mm, sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'll, I'll go along with that. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I yeah, sure he is. He's also right, and the hero.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think I'm certainly not the first person to say this. It's commonly stated that, like... uh Freedom fighters and terrorists are the same thing from different points of views. Yep, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is that. Yep. He's yeah, w- that he's those two things that are the same thing.
1: Yep. Although but, I don't know, I would I would argue that the destruction of the Death Star was less something where they were trying to. Um, cause arbitrary damage in order to instill fear in the uh, loyalist populace and more an act of self-defense to keep from their planets being blown up? Certainly in yeah. New Hope.
2: Yeah, But, but if but... you look at some real-world stuff, certain bombs were dropped during certain wars and it was said that that was to protect yes. people from reta- uh, other things happening before they... So it was like preemptive retaliation.
0: And And I think that obviously there it's debatable but i think there's an argument for that being correct i mean it's certainly there have been times when a show of force a military force has prevented probably a greater amount of time and more loss of life
2: but it's kind of like the death penalty isn't it where it's like yeah. do we have the power to decide if that's true or not that's a rough well,
0: one well and and is the purpose of a military action deterrence or correction? Because if it's not, if it's deterrence, maybe that's an argument, but if you're trying to make it, make people be good, I mm-hmm. like blowing them up. Doesn't do it. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. do oh,
1: that. I think that the, the empire engaged in terrorism when they exploded Alderaan. Um, cause they were being like, here's the home planet of, Known rebels, the Organa family, and we're exploding it. Everyone else, stay in line.
2: Yeah.
0: So during, obviously, I should know this, and I don't. During this, the the New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, and all of that, does the Galactic Senate still exist at all?
1: Yes. Uh, Leia Organa is. Leia Organa is the senator uh, from Alderaan at the beginning of the series but it's uh mostly a like just for show. Thing. So is
0: Jimmy Smith the king
1: of a planet? Maybe. I think so. I've never I never see him get called like King Bail Organa, He's but they a call her Princess Senator. Leia.
0: That's yeah. like the
1: thing that people I have, call her. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how it works, speaking. especially because she's adopted. Like, yeah. how do you be adopted into being a princess? That seems weird. No, that
0: happened, that happened all the time in real life. Yeah, like yeah, I guess yeah. Like Caesar Augustus wasn't a child of Julius Caesar. He was just a guy he liked and adopted him so that he could take over as emperor. Mm,
1: fair
2: well here's a question uh how come when um obi-wan kenobi says that that one planet is a wretched hive of scum and villainy that famous line which i don't remember exactly yeah, it's not a planet
0: it's a bar the bar okay it's a town the whole town how come when he says that
2: about that town they go there and then it's just a muppet party <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> that is. villainy. That's what villainy is, is oh,
0: Muppet okay. Party oh, okay. is
1: if <laughs> you listen carefully you can hear that Obi-Wan Kenobi has a British accent and therefore he's a snob.
2: Oh yeah. okay. <laughs> I don't know. Is that coded stuff about racism that I don't want to have to think about now? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, probably. They yeah. go to like the bad side of town to hire a criminal to smuggle them off planet. <laughs>
0: Luckily, that criminal has the best teeth and the most feathered hair, so they're fine.
1: Uh, yeah, but his friends uh, hasn't shaved in a while.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah, um, yeah. I
2: mean, I think that Obi Wan Kenobi is, is probably Jizz, right? what's that. <laughs> That mu- I just remembered, so I had to say it. That music was called Jizz, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> it's never referred to this in the motion pictures, but canonically, <laughs> uh, the performers of it are called Jizz Whalers, and the genre is Jizz. <laughs> oh, That's man. So and funny. they eat <laughs> Jizz sausages. <laughs> oh,
2: God.
0: <laughs> uh, callback.
1: Yeah, when they're using <sighs> drugs, it's called Jizz cigarettes. <laughs> yep.
0: Uh, anyway, Uh I think that there's an argument to be made that Obi Wan Kenobi is the least likable character in the entire Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah, he's, but right, he's right. the he's the only one I find uh, pleasant to see in both the prequels. <laughs> yeah, and...
0: you, you see a lot of yourself in Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <huh? laughs>
1: yep, I'm definitely some uh, weird old religious lunatic who lives in a desert and is racist.
0: someday, squad goals, Jeff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Like the weird thing about it is that I feel like you and McGregor is so much better an actor than Hayden Christensen is that yes. during mm-hmm. that during those prequels you sort of maybe I haven't watched them in a very long time but I seem to remember sort of getting the vibe that he's starting to get convinced a little bit by Anakin <laughs> he's sort of like maybe like and like. In a way, I think what they were trying to get at is that that makes the final conflict that much more interesting. The fact that Obi-Wan has to, like, reject this thing that he thought might have been true once he realizes the true evil of it. But it also makes you, the audience, be like, maybe the Anakin did have a point, though. Because this <laughs> is the only guy who seems to know what the fuck is going on. And he agreed with him for a bit.
1: I think yeah. that... um, Ewan McGregor's performance at the climax of episode 3 when he's delivering lines to Anakin, he is breaking the fourth wall a lot, because he (laughs) yells at him... (laughs) What? Uh, why are you doing this you were the chosen one you were supposed to save us and like he just seems so utterly confused as to like what has led Anakin to suddenly be sword fighting with him and I think that that was a real choice and he wasn't just reading what was in the script
0: And then there's why are you doing speech? this I was riding a big lizard ten minutes ago <laughs> what the
2: fuck is going on There's that big speech right after that where he just turns to the camera and he's like, what do you want? Nothing will make you happy. It doesn't matter how this goes.
0: Why do we keep making these movies? I don't even know what the point of it is. No one likes them.
1: It's... There must have been, like, some Dark night of the Soul George Lucas had in, like, 2001 mm. while he was filming episode two, where he's like, oh no, I have to make another movie and a half, and the first one was bad, and this one seems like it's gonna be bad, too, <laughs> but I'm too famous to ask for help. Oh no. I really hope that that's the case, <laughs> because I think that probably what
0: actually happened is that every day George Lucas went back to his, like trailer or whatever and like played world of warcraft for two hours and then was like i'm fucking nailed it again today good job job, lucas (laughs) yeah
2: yeah i think you're probably right (laughs) the way he talks about that stuff yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the
1: fact that he didn't like force awakens makes me think that yeah maybe he's just an idiot
0: he didn't like force awakens huh yeah.
1: Yeah. There was some interview where he was like, nah, "I guess it was fine. Well, it's not really I mean, what I wanted to do." With that's kind
0: of what I felt about Force Awakens too. To be honest,
1: <laughs> it's fine. Here's yeah, the... but it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah, it's fun to watch, but it, the plot is ex- is just the same plot of um, Star Wars again. The the plot of New Hope again. It's the same exact yep. thing, and that's fine. Yeah, it's not a new uh, movie, so I can't like it.
1: No, I recognize that criticism.
0: It's a slightly less good version of a very good movie that I like.
2: I don't know. Mm. I think it's on par.
1: It's a more exciting version with different people in it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, but that's not what
0: makes a movie good, usually. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: true. I'm excited for the new one. It looks like it's going to have a lot of cool stuff in it.
0: Yeah, I'll certainly watch it, but meh.
2: Meh. I never saw that other one. The last Rogue year
1: one? one, yeah, it's on Netflix. I think that it's. Um,
2: I heard it's very depressing.
1: It's worth a watch because the actors, except the lead actor, all do very good jobs. But the plot is sort of slow and meandering, and yes, it's extremely depressing because <laughs> it's about characters who all exist in the week before Star Wars Episode Four takes place, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a reason you'd never see them again in Star Wars.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did hear and. That. I watched this on a plane, so maybe I missed something, but I remember there's a scene at the like climactic moments of Rogue One where people are climbing a thing, uh, and I won't get into any kind of spoilers, but people are climbing a thing, and they're like helping each other by risking their own lives to save each other. And I remember thinking why do these characters like each other? Like, there's no... <laughs> at no point previous to this have we yep. seen these characters be so dedicated to one another. I wouldn't... I wouldn't risk sacrificing my own life for somebody I met that I kind of don't hate.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the problem <sighs> with the movie, I think a lot of those character interactions fell flat because uh, Felicity Jones, who plays Jin Erso, the lead character, just is kind of bland. I don't know if she's written bland or if the actress is just not doing uh, a very good job.
2: But... I like her. She was, um, Tessa the Durbervilles in a very long, depressing BBC series with Eddie Redmayne. And I thought she did her, uh, she did a good job in that. She carried it. How can yeah. You maybe so many... maybe
1: it's just the character then, because uh, she's just bland. <laughs> How come they've
0: completely moved away from n- having non stupid names in Star Wars? Like, <laughs> like, like, Jin Erso and yeah, fucking, you know, obviously Obi Wan is a pretty stretch from Ben uh, and Tessa the Dermavilles. Like, these are all such so dumb. <laughs> yeah, fucking, exactly. I wasn't paying total attention to what Louisa was saying, but, um, uh, no. But seriously, like, it seems like they were like, uh oh, like, this guy's name is Luke, and that's not
1: sci-fi-y enough. We gotta,
0: we gotta crank up the rest of this. Really it's weird like because
1: a... Jin Urso's dad is named Galen, and that's a name. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jin isn't J-Y-N. No one's called that. I really like a story
2: that really makes George Lucas look a little bit unhinged, which is about people making a Star Wars game. And they oh, I loved uh, this. The, the main character of the game was a new character that they created and I forget what they named him, but it was like a, a weird name but believable, so that's fine.
1: Dylan. Star but... uh, Starkiller. <laughs> no. <laughs> it no, that. his it name was, was Star the... Killer. Nope, Dylan that's not the Starkiller,
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. They gave him this name, and then when they met with George Lucas, George Lucas was like, hey, how about if you name that main guy Dart instead? Dart's fun, right? Like, he's always going somewhere. <laughs> they were so horrified. But they're like, we don't know if we can say no to this. So he oh, might have been named a, Dart in I, this game.
1: <laughs> I was thinking of the story from Force Unleashed, where the main character, whose name is Starkiller, that's real, mm-hmm. uh, George Lucas wanted him to be called Darth Icky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good though <sighs> so oh my god terms, I guess, on such a <laughs> fundamental level <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. He's, he, he's a man who has a lot of good ideas but can't tell the difference between good ideas and bad ideas and has way more bad ideas <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> Oh, man, Darth Icky is so fucking good, though.
2: (laughs) It's kind of depressing to realize that maybe the secret to being successfully creative is to always think your ideas are good, because I bet he got a lot of stuff made just from being passionate about it. See, I I mean, that's that's
1: the reason Star Wars got made, is just because he was like, I feel in my heart that this movie has to be made. Yeah,
0: I think that that's, like... A modern thing, though I think for the majority of the the history of the arts, in order to make good art, you had to think all your ideas were bad and hate yourself, and then just do it anyway.
1: So that's that, that's
0: what I have to tell myself, I <laughs> yeah. guess, because that's, <laughs> that's how I it. feel
1: about everything I do. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Do we have any autobiographical info on William Shakespeare on how he felt writing those? Was he ever like, ah, Hamlet's trash? I hate it. <laughs> uh,
0: he did. I mean, we do have information that like he wrote maybe eight or nine scripts that he threw away before letting anyone see them
2: so we don't know (laughs) we'll never know
1: yeah Yeah, hamlet too unfortunately we'll never (laughs) see the light of day yeah Uh,
2: and michelangelo was sure he was going to hell wasn't he the artist michelangelo that's pretty depressing you painted Uh, you painted amazing religious paintings that the pope loved and (laughs) you still think you're going to hell because you're not a good enough person well, I thought he was Milton... really
1: disappointed when he died and nothing happened because souls are in God aren't real
0: yeah. Mil- Milton was like super insane because of syphilis but also like super duper religious and he wrote Paradise Lost which is a very good poem if you haven't read it you should uh, and then at the end of that he was like I actually think maybe Satan made me write that and I'm I'm probably going to hell when I die
2: well talk to you later thanks Milton yeah. off I go <laughs>
1: This is like, uh, how Anne Rice became a born-again Christian after writing all those, uh, homoerotic vampire books.
2: Oh, no. I think she
1: switched back and just wrote one where, uh, Lestat goes to Atlantis.
2: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good! He becomes the senator of the fish
0: people. (laughs) Guys, if you ever, if you ever question whether irony is dead and satire is no longer possible
1: uh, yep it's called uh, prince Lestat and the realms of atlantis and it came oh out God. almost a full year ago this this, this reminds
0: this reminds me of the time that i had to convince louisa and jeff the absolutely true fact that in the second book tarzan has sex with
1: a half gorilla half woman <laughs> in the second book of The Vampire Chronicles by Anne Rice? That's really weird.
2: Oh yeah, she was bringing all the uh, universal monsters together. <laughs>
1: yeah! Like Tarzan!
0: Yeah. Oh man, that would be a great uh, anthology if you had Tarzan and uh, Dracula and I don't know, I guess...
1: Uh, Jar Jar yeah. Binks. Yeah,
0: Jar Jar Binks.
1: <laughs> Me, Me so want to drink your blood.
0: There should be. Somebody should do a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen style story that is about the least popular character in every fictional universe hanging out and becoming like <laughs> megalomaniacal villains.
2: That'd we need good. to stop talking about the Universal Monster series. <laughs> we I was trying
0: to. I'm trying to right now. And no, you're
2: no, I'm back. reflecting it on myself. Really, because that's what you it up.
1: Did, did you hear that the Dark Universe? Uh, all the producers involved have quit Universal, and there's going to be no more movies as a sequel to the Mummy.
0: What you're, what I'm hearing you say, Jeff, is that
1: there's a space for us to move up. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we could become the new heralds oh. of.
2: And now we know, thanks to this board and thinking about George Lucas, that the only thing you need to be successful is confidence. You don't need any talent of any kind.
0: Okay, anyone out there who has ties to Universal, and I know you're there somewhere, um, the three of us will sign a contract for $100,000 a year, and we will write all of the Universal monster movies for the rest of the series for that amount of money.
1: I think I've played enough Castlevania games that I could write an absolutely kick-ass Dracula movie.
0: I guarantee you that I could write a creature from the Black Lagoon movie that would be <laughs> ten times better than any of them have been so far.
2: What about that new horny gear gear gear
1: movie? Oh Don't yeah, The Shape <laughs> of Water Black is is our uh, is our good uh, Gillman movie.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that. Maybe I, okay. No maybe one's I seen it. Have guaranteed any? Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: but. <laughs> It comes out soon, and a deaf woman has sex with the Gill Man. Yeah, that's a sex cool.
2: scene has been announced.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm into it. Uh, well, fine then. I guess I will take <laughs> oh, you that one. We got it on one. tape.
2: Matt's into Gill Man sex scenes. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. who isn't?
1: He just wants <laughs> um, to see Doug Jones wear a makeup made up, made up uh, prosthetic penis.
0: Is it Doug Jones or that other guy who's yep.
1: everything? Okay, no, nah, it's Doug Jones. Doug Jones is the Doug better Jones. one. Also, he did plays you know... every Guillermo del Toro ghost for some did you, reason.
0: Did you know that Doug Jones' first movie was uh, uh, Hocus Pocus? What? <laughs> he plays the, the zombie boyfriend of the witches in Hocus Pocus, and he's great! Uh,
1: he plays those scary floating guys in that episode of Buffy where they don't talk.
0: Yeah.
2: No one's seen Buffy, Jeff. No one watches Buffy. I have That's seen Buffy.
0: True. I've seen that episode, <laughs> and I also already knew that about Doug Jones, so...
1: Uh, can Doug Jones be our new Clancy Brown?
0: Oh, he's
2: pretty what about good. Clancy Brown, though?
0: Yeah, Clancy Brown is still so good.
1: <laughs> uh, They've probably he's... been in movies together, Jeff,
0: right? Jeff, Jeff, we cannot abandon Clancy Brown now. He's gonna be in Things again. Isn't he gonna yeah, be in the new Justice just, League he,
1: movie or something? He was just in Thor as the voice of oh, that's uh, right. Big Monster.
0: Yeah, we can't abandon him now. He's just skyrocketing <laughs>
2: and we need to ride his coattails. Yep. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Im and Brendan Fraser and Doug Jones are all going to star in our Universal Monster movie we're going to write. Okay, okay Brendan right,
0: Fraser wait, is definitely Frankenstein. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: Brendan
0: Fraser... Whole, yeah, no, whole, I know, I know, I know, but I'm going against type.
1: <laughs> Guillermo del Toro was making a Frankenstein movie where Doug Jones was going to play the monster. <laughs> Okay, but instead, okay, we're not going to do that.
0: <laughs> no, because he's going to play the the Gill Man.
1: All right, we'll steal that Gill Man from Guillermo del Toro.
2: Is Clancy? Brendan Fraser now the mummy because he married the mummy and caught mummy disease? Ooh, I like it. That's married to good. the mummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, not... Let's
1: mix and match. We'll do instead of Bride of uh, Frankenstein, mm, we'll do mm, Bride mm. of the Mummy. Yep. And it'll no, be Brendan no, Fraser no. as the eponymous Bride no. of the Mummy.
0: No, Fr- it should be called Husband of the Mummy because we're overturning gender norms. Yes.
1: Groom of the Mummy. <laughs> Groom
0: of the Mummy, yes.
1: yes Definitely,
0: yes. Well, I love that. Uh, Clancy Brown obviously is the Wolfman. Is there any way he isn't that?
1: Oh, no. He was born a Wolfman and he'll die a Wolfman. <laughs> yes,
0: okay, good. I'm glad we're all on board with that one. Yep. Now, Now we just need to cast the...
1: The hunter uh, that kills all of them.
0: No, no, there's Van no helsing. These are the helsing yeah. These are the good guys.
1: What? We no, Abraham Jacka. Van Helsing is the good guy. These guys are the Empire.
0: Incorrect. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Wait, there's another universal monster I'm forgetting.
1: Uh, Beetlejuice? Mummy. G- <laughs> yeah, Wolfman, Mummy, <laughs> Gilman, Tarzan, Beetlejuice. <laughs> 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 I think Doug Jones would be a good Count Dracula.
2: Oh, um, if we're gonna introduce a Tarzan, I kind of want that to be Brendan Fraser for obvious reasons.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm sure he's still in shape from that movie that came out. 20 <laughs> yeah, definitely. Years ago. I'm
2: not gonna look at any recent pictures. He definitely uh, is.
0: He could play. He could play the mummy of the wolf of the of Tarzan.
2: Yes,
1: I perfect. Think, I I think that he just has to like we'll set this movie in the 50s or 60s, and he just comes in at the end as his character from the Mummy trilogy and, like, blows away one of the monsters with a shotgun and then cut to black, and the sequel is about him killing all the universal monsters.
0: Uh, Uh, I just don't want our movie about universal monsters to be about them getting killed. I want them to be the (laughs) They're the the bad guys, Matt. They don't have to be, Jeff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. We'll do Dracula in Love. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Dracula, of course, will be played by French Stewart.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's a pretty good choice. He's creepy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I think it's perfect. I'm
1: sorry, Fre- French Stewart seems pretty nice. That was very mean of me to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he's a fantastic actor, and I genuinely think he would do a good job as Count Dracula. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys like this episode. <laughs> Please rate and review us oh, on it was iTunes. Oh, it
2: really long. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, and recommend us to all of your friends. We very much appreciate it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at uh, seeingreddit at gmail.com, or you can tweet us on Twitter uh, at seeing reddit you can find me on twitter at kamikaze pirate
1: oh boy i looked at the clock at 45 minutes when we started toing our subreddit and was like <laughs> oh we're almost done <laughs> no uh you can find me on instagram JeffJK jk or email me jeff at funtimes.online or go to funtimes.online to find other episodes of this show and of my show Creepypasta, um, which has 105 episodes out now. You can go listen to all of them. And if you're coming from this show to listen to that show, here's a warning for you. We don't read scary stories on the show. (laughs) What we do on the show is we... Talk about scary stories that we've already read ourselves before the show in sort of like a review or literary analysis way. I just recently, after a hundred goddamned episodes, got another <laughs> mean comment from someone who was like, why aren't you reading the stories? Like, because <laughs> that's not the premise. It's like, go going to review a box set of Seinfeld DVDs and being like, why isn't Frasier in this? Because like, that's not the show you bought, idiot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, <laughs> new Crossroads anyway. Universe movie We need to write. <laughs> Seinfeld and Frasier. <laughs> Seinfeld also,
0: also, if you're going to <laughs> that show justice. from this show, you should know it's apparently much more antagonistic than this show is. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I feel, because this is a very antagonistic space, I can be mean mm. to any audience who's crossing over to that show. I'm usually much nicer uh, when I give that disclaimer on Creepypasta.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all my things.
2: All right. I'm Louisa, and you can find me on Twitter, at Heronbird or on Instagram, at Louisa Heron.
0: All right, quick thanks to the folks talking about us on Twitter. Thanks to Copper uh, for you, Copper. telling us that the most magical wizard is James Wand. Very, very good. Very, very <laughs> good. Uh, thanks to you, Stola Tuba, for drawing a picture of us. I think <laughs> it's you. great. I also like that Louisa is the main character in the picture I and haven't on the podcast. Co- Uh-oh. Uh, then look on Twitter. I will okay it's good it's a very good drawing and they apologize as if they didn't draw as well but we should be apologizing because god didn't draw us well yeah we're um, malformed
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoops
0: we it's are all on purpose. we are all monster people but your drawing is fantastic and we very much appreciate it uh thanks to thomas sobiek for giving us mm, a lot of information about the origins the countries of origin of all the characters in the mario
2: universe which is fantastic. I need to get Um, on it. I need, I need to pay more attention to cool things that are happening on the Twitter.
1: Yeah. I don't have the Twitter app on my phone anymore, so I don't see any tweets at us. And now I'm looking at this drawing of us and I'm very happy that we finally have fan art. We finally made it.
0: Yeah. That's amazing to me. I'm so excited. Uh, and thanks to Tanner for, uh, replying to Louise's picture of the three of us at my dinner party last night, uh, (laughs) which is pretty great that that is a thing that happened and people liked it. So hooray. Alright guys, well thank you very much for listening and uh, please come on back next week. But in the meantime, I hope you remember to please keep your pockets on Shrek.
1: Don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. I was one word into my catchphrase before I decided that it was going to be a song.
2: (laughs) Yep. That was pretty good. I recognized what it was by the end of it, so it's successful.
1: (laughs) That's the point. That's uh, like all great songs.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I know that song, hooray.
1: (laughs) I mean, even if it's the official recording, if you only hear a two second snippet, that's a game show.